Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the artist formerly known as Alpha Bunga Bunga. This is Bunga Cast. It's Friday, the 7th of September. I'm here in Sao Paulo, and we are also coming to you from uh, the southern, southeastern elements, regions of the United Kingdom, as it still just about is. Uh, Philip Cunliffe, hello. Hi. Um, can you see France from your house? Not from the house, but you can see France on a clear day from the coastline where I live, yeah. Okay, well, you know, uh, looking longingly to civilization, as Phil does, I'm dreaming of uh, a blue, you know, bl- blue, blue, and go- golden stars in a in a ring, holding hands. Yeah, in unity. and if everyone and if uh, wearing um, wearing turtlenecks to keep out the cold from the mm, coming winter. Indeed, George, you're you're in the north relative to to Phil. Is it even colder? Um, I'm in London, which isn't part of the UK. It's just completely different. And we have our own kind of French um, quarter, if you will, in Kensington area. But I can't see that from where I live in the in the northeast. Um, no, completely different. Um, we have a different climate here than what Phil has, a different um, different cuisine, different kind of social, political mores as well. So it's a, like two different countries. Mm. No, I, I, I mean... I don't think that was ironic even. Um, so this is an alpha bonus bonus. But before that, um, and before we get on to all your wonderful questions, comments, and criticisms, uh, are you already turning the heating on in the UK? And where's that gas coming from? Um, no, not turning the heating on until until December to stick it to Putin. Like if mild hypothermia or some frostbite in the fingers is absolutely the price to pay for civilization for freedom um so no i'm just wearing simultaneously all the all the clothes that i own i mean why not why would you not do this um i think if anything else just smacks of um a spirit of appeasement if you will layers for ukraine yeah that's layering for ukraine i think that's the politics du jour um more seriously than kind of small consumer initiatives uh zelensky's just said i think yesterday that he thinks that the West should preemptively strike against Russia to to inhibit its nuclear capabilities. I don't even know if such a strike would even be possible other than the kind of total destruction and annihilation of Russia. So, Phil, I mean, is it time to cut Zelensky loose? I mean, I don't know. Is that Should that be the, the response at this stage? I know we've kind of wanted to defend Ukrainian sovereignty, obviously, and not just play this kind of spheres of influence game, but... Um, it, I don't know. Is it, is the tail wagging the dog now? Uh, what's going on? Um, well, you ask me like any of this is like within my remit of being able to politically resolve or <laughs> at least analytically we... <laughs> or saying we, you know, we, um, as if we're in the game of deciding whether or not to support Zelensky. I mean, so at least I, you know, have co- I've consistently made the case that um, we shouldn't be involved in a proxy war in Ukraine, and that that position is consistent with um, Ukraine fighting for its independence itself and for its own sovereignty and expelling, you know, expelling the Russian invasion. Um, so that wouldn't, you know, that position wouldn't have changed. That I still don't think the West should be stoking a forever war in Ukraine the way it is. I think. You know, with Zelensky calling for a preemptive strike. So he has got to, you know, with Russia kind of engaging in nuclear saber rattling, the stronger that Ukraine's counteroffensive, you know, the more kind of territory Ukraine takes back. 
you've got two options, right? You can kind of um, big yourself up and talk about kind of the uh, tremendous achievements of your armed forces, the forbearance of people under occupation, the fact that you're going to liberate more territory, encouraging people to rise up behind enemy lines, um, encouraging Russians to kind of overthrow, you know, Putin. And they've done some of that, you know, they've done some of that. Um, for instance, you know, the Zelensky played up to ethnic minorities who are bearing the brunt of um, the new conscription drive in Russia. Right. But then, you know, the other option is to kind of play to not to your citizens, but to people abroad and to Western allies abroad. And also to, you know, kind of suggest that they should engage in potentially kind of suicidal action on your behalf. And Zelensky also seems to have opted for that, too with the, uh, you know, kind of proposal that the West launches a preemptive strike on Russia. Though he didn't say a preemptive nuclear strike, you know, but that's weaselly because the only kind of successful strike, a preemptive strike on Russia's nuclear capability would have to be a nuclear one. Yeah. And even then, I mean, you know, kind of Russia has second strike capability, so it just doesn't make any sense. So, you know, within its own terms, it just seems to be kind of... Um, Zelensky kind of um, having been fully absorbed into uh, thinking in terms of a multilateral kind of conflict and thinking as a de facto, as he, as they themselves have said, as de facto members of NATO, rather than thinking of um, of their own interest, I think, because it doesn't seem to so, me that Ukraine's interests would be served by generalized nuclear war. No, right. Um, I, just to throw another bit of information in here, George, that I think it was revealed in The Intercept yesterday that, um, according to leaked documents, the U.S. expected Ukraine to crumble really quickly and just to be completely overrun, and that then they were surprised, actually, by the Ukrainians' resistance, both in terms of the armed forces and, you know, um, civilians and so on. And that actually is a piece of information which doesn't fit with a story that I had built up in my head, which is one that, well, the NATO had always wanted to kind of draw Russia in and that, and certainly once Russia had invaded, that the idea would always be to uh, play this out as far as possible, that, you know, to create this proxy war, to um, get Russia entangled in a quagmire in Ukraine and draw it on as long as possible, precisely to weaken Russia. But if they thought that Ukraine would be overrun immediately. That's a bit of information which seems to run counter to, to that narrative, right? Yeah, no, it definitely does. I mean, I guess the whether it was an overestimation of Russian military um, capacity or an underestimation of Ukrainian defense capacity, I'm not I'm not sure. But I think, you know, that was that that would be the reasonable expectation before this i mean it's it's now been going on for i think a lot longer than anybody would have predicted at, at the start um this conflict so yeah i mean what what does this mean now for the for the american response i mean they're they're you know sucked into this as long as it as long as it goes on it's going to be a continual like shadow boxing you know we're getting into kind of cuban missile crisis territory with the Americans saying like, what happens if if um, Russia uses um, nuke, you know, nuclear weapons of some sort? Then NATO is going to just destroy the whole of Russia, or maybe it'd just be easier to, to just launch a nuclear strike on on the Kremlin and just take 
Putin out and then that destroys Russia. I mean, yeah, they've got, because of that miscalculation, they've been now sucked into a much more dangerous situation, I think, or a situation which is objectively much more dangerous for the whole of the world because now we're having serious conversations about what would happen in um, various kind of nuclear scenarios, which is yeah. Um, yeah. The surprising. Nihilistic, the nihilistic option of what, what if we just didn't exist at all? And that would certainly solve this problem. It would um, solve a lot of a lot of everybody's problems, yeah. I think. Um, um, but it, in fact, but there wouldn't does, be any problems. But it, it does seem that um, no one in, I mean, none of the three main actors in this, I mean, Russia, NATO and Ukraine, uh, the Ukrainian government, are interested at this stage in kind of suing for peace or finding some sort of armistice at this stage. It would seem that the Ukrainian um, pushback recently would have put them in a position where now they'd be willing to. But I guess because they have NATO backing and they want to keep that flow of arms and money coming, they want to see that out and, and see whether they can push Russian forces all the way back, I guess. Phil? Yeah, well, you hear, I mean, you know, the other element of it is you very rarely hear about Ukrainian losses, Right. Um, in terms of the advances, you know, how um, how costly has the counteroffensive been? And it's actually very hard to find information on that. It's not um, it's not as readily reported as the collapse of, um, you know, Russia's front line is. So, you know, given that they're they need in order to maintain momentum, obviously, they need kind of uh, complete access to the Western Armory, even to the point that they've exhausted the Western Armory. You know, there were reports about the fact that um, Western states, even the US itself, is running out of the equipment that it's pumping to Ukraine and it needs to replace it. So, I mean, in that context, it's, um, you know, it's clearly, um, you know, you can see the element of the proxy war there. But more than that, you know, Zelensky recently also said there's no chance of um, negotiations with Russia, as long as Putin is in charge. And that seems to definitively escalate the Ukrainian war effort or to make regime change in Moscow the condition of the Ukraine of Ukrainian success. And that seems to be so, you know, so outrageously beyond the interests of um, of defending Ukraine's national interests or recovering Ukrainian territory or sovereignty. That that seems to me to be, um, you know, to show that Zelensky is um, kind of far, has kind of assumed, you know, perhaps, you know, kind of uh, entering megalomaniacal territory. Mm. It sounds like of... something Gaddafi would say, like if you strip away the names and it's like, OK, this country gets invaded. Its president who's not very democratic, um, says, we're, you know, we're not we're going to resist. And the, our end game is regime change in, you know, in in. Within the great power, right? It sounds like something. It sounds like some kind of mad thing that um, Gaddafi would throw in there as a sort of bargaining yeah, chip or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, but I mean, so Zelensky is, you know, he's kind of a pop, you know, typical kind of populist Democrat, essentially. Um, and he was, you know, kind of his star was definitely waning before the invasion, and like you say, now to kind of um, to bluster in a way that somebody like Gaddafi would, it's really striking. But also makes it so diff, you know, like so difficult to envisage a scenario in which you could just even have discussion of a ceasefire, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, I guess we'll we'll park this unless someone wants to say anything um, additionally. We were going to talk about the North Stream and um, the sabotage on that, um, but uh, I guess not make. Oh, I'd, I'd prepared so much on Nordstrom. I'd done all research right. into the history of the upmarket. 
American um, department store. I thought we were going to be discussing that for for forty five minutes. So yeah, sorry, I, 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 Nordstrom. I think I was yeah, I was eating at the same time. I was like Nordstrom, and then you're like, oh yeah, Nordstrom. Yeah, no, right. Um, bought a great um, cashmere jumper there once. A pipeline there. Once. A pipeline. <laughs> um, anyway, True, in fact. Uh, yeah uh let, let's move on to uh the the main matter at hand which is your questions and criticisms over the past month and a half or so hey there you've reached the end of a short excerpt from an episode that's been released only to our patrons if you'd like to join us and gain access to around two patreon exclusive episodes a month please go to patreon.com bungacast we'd love to have you